Hey there, and welcome to the Coachworth Podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Murphy. Listen, did you know that your brain is the most powerful tool on this planet? It is. And I'm going to teach you how to train your brain, clear your focus, and claim your success. So let's get going. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode five of the Coachworth podcast. Um, Today, we're going to talk about a couple of things. I don't know when you will be listening to this. People will be listening to this in the future, but I am recording this at the end of April 2020. And what a time we are in. We're in the middle, actually not really sure if it is the middle or not, of the coronavirus pandemic. Here in my state of Massachusetts, our governor, Charlie Baker, just today extended the stay-at-home advisory and the ban on um, non-essential businesses opening up for another couple of weeks until, I think, May 18th. Most of us at this point, excuse me, are moving beyond um, frightened and, and scared Um, our various curves are flattening out and all that, but we need to push a little more evidently on this social distancing to really get there. And I'll be honest with you, it is challenging. Everyone I talk to and myself included has found various challenges to this thing. But what I want to talk about today, it's not necessarily specific to the pandemic situation and its effect on businesses and our work, but it definitely applies. I want to talk about two separate but similar and related topics, one of which is, it's I'll call it this, it's not the right time and there's no happy medium. So there is a lot going on right now in the world. Um, as I just said, I mean, it's just, just, there's no denying that. We're in a strange place. There are few people who are completely unaffected by this in the world. Think about that. Actually, I know a few people whose businesses and whose work are considered essential, and they are allowed to pretty much go about their business with some modifications. So for them, while they are definitely noticing it, um, Mostly they're good in their day-to-day activities, but that's the minority. For many others, well, some people unfortunately have lost jobs. I know at least one person who is stranded outside of the United States right now till flights resume. I know many business owners whose shops are closed. I know financial professionals, lawyers, and others for whom the game of work has and business has changed in so many ways. Just the whole working from home thing, right? Oh my God, you're either a love it or hate it person, I think. And I'm in the hate it camp. Um, I like having that dividing line between work and home. But, and I want to tell you actually right this minute recording this podcast, I'm in my office. Don't tell anyone. No one else is here. It's, it's just me. There's only a few people in this whole entire building. Um, And I'm here for the first time in, I don't know, going on three weeks. And it feels so nice to have a nice quiet space, a workspace to work in. And I can hear other people in the building around me, other humans. There are live people uh, here. There are live people in the world besides my family. 
And then there's the economy. And I'm not going to make this a whole dissertation on COVID or the economic ramifications of the whole lockdown situation and it going on so long, but I, I mean, I have to give a mention to it. The impact that this is having on businesses large and small is definitely nothing to sneeze at. So it makes me wonder if you, like me, had projects on your to-do list when this all hit. Maybe launching a new product, maybe hiring someone, revamping your website, holding an event, whatever. I'm not really talking home projects or trips or vacations, but you probably had some of those too. Interestingly, I had nothing, absolutely nothing fun planned for March or April. No fancy vacations or weddings or anything to cancel. Um, And I feel like I'm the only one, but that's a side issue. So it would stand to reason that some of these work-related projects anyway have been put, where have they been put? On, you know where, the back burner. Oh my God, where is that back burner anyway? Do you ever think about that? I I have thought about that. (laughs) Am I weird? It's way on the back of some imaginary stove and your project, let's say launching a new product, is just back there and you know it's just on the world's slowest simmer and why why we you know why because now isn't a good time it really isn't the best time i mean everything i just said about what's going on in the world not the best time so earlier today i had a conversation with someone who was helping me with one project that is actually very involved. And I asked him, um, I happened to ask him about an entirely, and I mean entirely unrelated new idea, different thing. Should I, I'm thinking about doing this, you know, should I, should I do it? And this person um, proceeded to try and convince me in the nicest possible way and appeared to have my best interests at heart, but it, I'm questioning that a little bit, but told me that, let's just call it the second thing, let's just call that project B, that maybe I shouldn't start that because, you know, well, it's a huge commitment. It's a commitment of time, energy, and investment. And, you know, do you want to do that now? Because project A still isn't even halfway finished. It's requiring a lot of your attention. And you have so much on your plate right now. And, okay, I'll confess to having some mild ADD, but the gist of this conversation was, Darlene, this is a bad time to start Project B. You should really maybe think about waiting until, you know, until things calm down and, you know, you just have less, fewer balls in the air before launching into this Project B. And let me tell you, my brain loves to hear somebody tell me that. Have you heard me talk before about the motivational triad? No? Yes? Well, whether you have or not, I'm going to explain it again. The motivational triad is just a concept that basically says we humans are kind of hardwired for three things. One, seeking pleasure. Two, avoiding pain. Three, minimizing energy expenditure because we might not get our next meal and we need to conserve calories, right? 
our bodies are physiologically programmed on that one, but our brains also go in that direction. So when someone says to me, hey, are you sure you want to take that on now with all that you've got going on? And really, that's always, whether we say that to ourselves or whether somebody else says it to us, like it's always like all the drama. Oh my God, you have so many things going on right now, right? (laughs) That's always how it's said. Well, when someone says that to me, it it just, it totally resonates with my natural born motivation to do as little as possible. Ta-da! Bob said, I probably have too much going on and I haven't, it's true, I haven't finished this one other important priority project and therefore maybe this isn't the best time for me to be jumping into something new. So hey, why do extra work when you, you know, when you can slack off a little, give yourself a break and just finish one thing at a time. We have heard that advice. I'm not good at taking it. And I'm not, by the way, I am not, I am not encouraging those of you who have procrastination problems, who have problems starting a million things that you never finish. I'm not encouraging you people. Do not feed that monster if you have that problem. But I want you to notice a couple of things. When you think the thought, whether someone feeds it to you, as happened with me today, or you just think it yourself, when you think the thought, maybe this isn't the best time to be starting this project. And by the way, by project, I mean, you could literally like plug in anything here. We could be talking about anything. It could be looking for a new job. It could be training for a marathon. It could be reading a super long novel, painting your bedroom. Um, Those are all personal projects, but really I'm talking more in a business project. Any undertaking that might have an optional time frame, meaning you could start it today or you could start it next week or you could start it probably six months from now or maybe it's something that you have to get done sometime in the next year, but not immediately. Not the kind of thing like um, it's, I don't know, like your taxes that you have to get done within the next week, but rather one of those things like write up the new sales and marketing plan for your team, um, that you've been thinking about and, you know, something that you could easily kind of, kind of push off. What I want you to notice is first how easily your brain like mine is going to latch on to the idea of not doing it now, how easily you will tend to believe statements like, with everything we've got going on right now, maybe we shouldn't do this. I definitely went there when this person said that to me earlier today. My first reaction was, you know, um, he's probably right. Um, And we go there for a number of reasons. It's the easy path, the minimization of energy expenditure that we are hardwired to want. But also there's more, the types of things I'm talking about, let's just call them optional commitments, is that an oxymoron? I think it is, probably. Someone tell me. These optional commitments, they tend to have an element of risk in them. Take, for example, launching a new product or training for a marathon or going back to school or reorganizing your sales team. Remember above how we're also motivated to one of our three motivations as a human being on this planet. Uh, one is to avoid pain. Well, in these types of things, these optional commitments, guess what? If we never start them, 
we can never fail at them. Hmm. So imagine yourself five years from now. Gee, you know, five years ago, I really had this great idea for how to augment our product line with a new product, but I never did it because I don't know, there just never was the right time. How are you going to feel? <laughs> Think about that for a second. There is never a right or good and definitely not a perfect time. I mean, there could be, there might be. I, I can't say there never is like a moment in time that is perfect for whatever you're contemplating. You might wake up one day and realize, wow, this is the perfect day, the perfect time to go out and, I don't know, acquire a competitor. So I'm going to start on that right today. And you know what? You could be right. But in reality, what tends to happen, we just do stuff. We execute on our plans and we look back on the timing and we say to ourselves, oh my God, that was the worst time to have done that. But we did it anyway. And I'm God, I'm so glad that we did. Or sometimes we look back and we say, geez, you know, we didn't know it. We had no idea, but it turned out to be the perfect time to open up another store because X, Y, or Z. And my investment management firm, my business partner and I had been, um, at one point in time, we'd been back and forth and back and forth, like literally back and forth a lot about whether or not to launch a mutual fund for our investment strategy. Our hesitancy um, had a lot more to do with money and the costs of doing that than timing. Um, it took a long time, maybe through most of like 2006 and 2007, analyzing and debating and going back and forth, yes, no, yes. We finally did move forward in that direction um, without really thinking about the timing. It was just, you know, we finally made the decision. We launched that fund. And guess when we launched it? We launched it the beginning of 2008 headed straight into this huge storm called the financial crisis. Interesting how the current <laughs> financial crisis has totally eclipsed that, but at the time it was very severe, possibly the worst timing, except for maybe now, <laughs> to be launching a mutual fund that had no track record, right? Had we known in early 2008, what lay ahead of us? Because if you remember the, the, the stock market crashing and all that didn't happen really until the early fall of 2008. If we had known what was ahead, might we not have done it? I mean, I don't know, maybe, I guess, probably. Probably we would have said, let's wait. Um, it was definitely not a good time to be doing that. It ended up, it worked out and it was fine. But we often know about the timing, whether it was good or bad, only in retrospect. When you have these sneaky thoughts, and they are sneaky because they sound so pretty and innocent. Oh, you have a lot on your plate right now. It conjures up an image of like an overflowing plate of food. Don't put another thing on it. And you should finish this first. That sounds sensible. Our brains are very, very, very good of talking us out of things sometimes, aren't they? So I want you, when you have those thoughts, I want you to recognize them. And I also want you to know that they are completely 100% optional. You can notice them when they come up. 
You don't have to believe them. You don't have to buy into them. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if you're listening to this podcast, you're a grown-up. Some of us are more grown-up than others, right? Well, let me tell you something. You, as a grown-up, you will know it if something is actually too much for you to take on right now. You will think to do a new product launch or any new product or someone might tell you to do that you have to do it and your mind and your body are going to kind of start screaming you're going to have an immediate strong reaction like no effing way can we do this right now we have too much to do I can't take on another thing are you kidding me that's a definite no you will just know You'll just know that's happened, right? That has happened to all of us. You will know this is too much. I cannot add another thing to my pile. It will be very clear. It won't even be a question. I also want you to be, um, I guess, wary of the bearer of such thoughts and sentences if it is someone else and it's not coming out of your own head. For example, what happened to me today Again, it can sound so nice and so kind and so thoughtful, and it's possible that it is. If this person is someone who works for you, who's saying, oh, maybe we shouldn't take this on right now, well, obviously, they might just be indulging in their own inborn motivation to minimize their own effort. If it's someone else in your life, um, they might be foisting some of their own issues onto you, uh, projecting, or I hate to say this, but at worst, they might be sort of very, very subtly trying to sabotage you because you're a person who gets things done and they're not. Um, I've seen that happen. It's definitely happened to me. There is no such thing as the perfect time, or at least there could be, but you're not going to know it when you're in it. There is no clock on the wall that chimes out like, ding, 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 this is the perfect time. The perfect time for your next project is whenever you feel moved to start it. So if you're hiding behind this pandemic scenario right now, which is challenging, okay, I'll give you that. But if you're hiding behind it and telling yourself the story of this isn't the best time to do this thing that I want to do, I really want you to question that. Honestly, if you're going to tell me that you want to have a conference, a face-to-face in-person conference for 500 attendees, um, clearly that cannot happen right this minute. But I don't know, can it happen online? Can you start planning it for next year? Absolutely. So just question the automatic excuse of it's not the best time when your brain or someone in your life throws that up at you. And related to this, this is sort of the second topic, but it's very closely related. I was recently coaching someone who is super, super busy in her business right now. Isn't it funny how some people are really super busy and like their business is on fire and some other people are like sitting around and they maybe they can't do their work or they don't know how they haven't figured it out yet. She was commenting on how in her business it's either dead or so busy she can't handle it. I just wish there were a middle ground, she told me. First of all, anytime we find ourselves saying or using the words, I wish, 
No bueno. You know what we call that, arguing with reality. We're about to say something that is in difference with what reality is. And in particular, I find when people or when when I even use the words I wish or the even sweeter, innocent version, I just wish. (laughs) I do that a lot. (laughs) The use of those words at the beginning of any sentence, you know what it makes us grown-ups? It makes us children, actually. Like, you know, Cinderella wished, wished to be taken away from her situation by her prince. In mythology, King Midas was granted his one wish to turn everything into gold. The verb wish, when used by adults, usually alerts us that they're about to say something that's total fantasy, and it cannot possibly happen right now. I would like you to pause and just think about the last times you said, I wish, or just like fill in the blank. I wish blank, right? I wrote down a few of mine. I recently said to my teenagers who are home all the time now, right? And they're super messy, lots of dishes. I just wish you guys could clean up after yourselves. (laughs) Who has not said that? I wish this virus thing would just be over. Mm-hmm. And I sure wish we, this is in the Boston area, we've had a terrible spring. I sure wish we could start getting to some spring weather. I do wish for that. <laughs> I do wish for all those things. But see, it's, it's true. Notably, my teenagers are probably never going to completely clean up for themselves. Maybe they're not even going to partially clean up after themselves. That is a fantasy, <laughs> if you know my kids. But this is exactly what this woman said to me. I wish there was a happy medium, the middle ground, the not too busy, but not dead time, the just right time. And I'm really on a roll with the story theme here, the fairy tales and stuff. So remember this girl Goldilocks in the story, Goldilocks and Three Bears, right? Um, She wanted all those just right things, didn't she? And most of us, I think the main theme of Goldilocks is probably like you shouldn't break into other people's houses and take their stuff. I think she doesn't come to a great end. But I've always been fascinated by her preference for that middle of the road, that comfortable place, the porridge. It cannot be too hot. It cannot be too cold. It has to be just right. The bed or the chair or whatever cannot be too soft. It cannot be too hard. It has to be just right. We want, we crave, we all want that just right place. But you know what? It's the happy medium, the middle ground. It's it's a myth and it's really just another version of the perfect time. There could be a happy medium like this mathematical average of like the busyness of your business if that's what we're talking about. That's what that's what my coaching client was talking about like we could rate the busyness of all the days of work and there could be some days that are right on the mathematical average. 
Um, if you, but probably you wouldn't even know if you're in that day, you probably wouldn't even know it if it smacked you in the face, right? If you're super busy during this strange pandemic time or any time, I think you should just embrace it. (coughs) And I mean, what choice do you have? You could sit there and wish for things to be a little slower, but no, oh no, not that slow. Um, and if you have a dead spell, then embrace and accept that and know that there's a constant ebb and flow uh, that provides a less than perfect rhythm to our work. (coughs) Excuse me. And some of this we have control over, like how we schedule ourselves and how we schedule our employees. I have spring allergies. It is spring. Drink some water. There is no perfect time and there is no such thing as the happy medium and you can't be Goldilocks. (coughs) There is only each day and what you make of it. No more, no less. Stay healthy and sane and allergy free out there, my friends. Hey there. If you're enjoying this podcast, you've really got to come check out the private coaching programs at coachworth.net. In private coaching, what we do is we take this type of material and we apply it to your life. We take it to the next level and we study it with amazing results. Check us out at coachworth.net.